0: Forge 103.9, a new sound. Welcome back to Real Talk. It is your host, Mr. Matt Munoz. This is the first week of the new year, and I am joined in studio, finally, at last... (laughs) A healthy, <laughs> bouncing, <laughs> smiling, laughing—you just heard that laugh. It is time for E News with Cesario so
1: Grass. I almost missed my cue. Just <laughs> <laughs> because you're all healthy. Oh yeah, I can't. I'm, re- I'm ready to go. Ready to go. I, 2000, I, 2024. I know, man. Hey, just got to, it just flew finish. by. Hey, next I, I turned the corner. It's like a forklift turned Like whoa, 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 hey, New Year. I know, all I right. know,
0: man. Well, let's see. We had uh, we had a great New Year. Yep. Yeah. Holidays were fun. Yeah, Yours? Were, I got a sinus infection. It
1: <laughs> was laid out for
0: most of the holidays. Yeah. So but, it was green, but not like was it holly green or was it? It yeah. was it was weird because
1: <laughs> it's like that. I, I started getting the start of it on Sunday night uh, after on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Christmas Day we went to the movies, mm-hmm. but I was feeling a little a little lousy. Then Christmas, post Christmas. Uh, on the 26th it was like forget about it I was just in, in bed for the most part of the day um, then the rest of it was just recovering and then going back doing a couple of lessons here and there when I felt better and then all of a sudden poof it was just done water
0: vitamin C rest yeah. that was it they were talking about like uh, that there was the new COVID variant was causing a lot of respiratory stuff, but I mean it seems yeah. like there's a new variant every other month. They this keep...
1: this wasn't COVID. This was a, no. this was just a regular sinus infection. I, we got the tests, and we have we we have more tests than we know how to what to do with. We yeah. have so many stacks of tests, and and it was not, you know, it was just one of those things. The same thing with my uh, my bronchial thing that I had earlier mm-hmm. uh, last month. Uh, it was just like this really deep cough. It, it was the kind of cough that I described as when you cough so hard you're mad at yourself. Yeah, and you're like, I'm mad. oh, damn oh it. man, oh you know, man, it just feels
0: thing. like your throat's just like it's like it's torn up in shreds.
1: Well, and also like you're just coughing up just this hollow. Cough. It's just you and you. You're blowing out every single ounce of breath you have in your yeah. lungs,
0: and you're trying to fight it, but just yeah, one it, little it just tickle. Won't. You
1: can't. It, <laughs> it, yeah, the the one, the least little thing, it just it just happens, and then you're coughing uncontrollably, and then after two weeks, poof, it's gone. Yeah, then it's gone. Yeah, and then it, it sort of lingers. It's, it came back with the sinus c- uh, congestion, mm-hmm. uh, infection that came back. It's, it went like, <laughs> remember, yeah. me? Hey, remember <laughs> me? Like, oh, you son of a gun! But you're healthy, and yes. you're back. It's the yes. new. It's the
0: new year it's the first week of the year yes. and we're happy you're here so uh let's do kind I'll of like bad. okay so when i talked to you over the phone yep. it was right uh right before the new year that was the yep. last the last episode yep. you put out the lowdown you talked yep. about some things you kind of put kind of little wrap on it but yeah like uh, we we were gonna talk we i know i mentioned in there we will kind of we'll kind of recount that but you know what let's start moving forward yeah. let's start moving forward yeah
1: you know what it's one of the things that I've kind of found, and some of the things that we were talking about is, is it's, it's like every year incrementally since 2020 mm-hmm. has kind of been this this kind of search back to find our footing. And infor- that comes with both the good and the bad. It comes with the joy of rediscovering things and also the joy of people realizing what they took for granted. But it's also with people remembering, oh, how much I don't like this, and, that, and the misanthropy that usually happens when being around people after you know being stuck in in, in social media mm-hmm. plus with the unrest that's going on around the world in yeah. this country in the Middle East in with Ukraine and Russia all uh, just and also different places the politics are different places things that are happening in Hungary things that are happening in South America things that are happening mm-hmm. in Africa things that are happening in Europe you know and, and you see this kind of creeping rise of just this existential dread of yeah. like ah this unease and anxiety that's happening and it's really manifesting itself so- it's manifesting itself and the way people drive, the way people manifesting stuff with, with the way people are yelling at each other, and and just just randoms the way they treat random, random strangers, the inconsideration by people, discourtesy, and just meanness and cruelty, mm-hmm. and just and, and they don't even realize. I think people don't even realize they're doing it. They just find themselves just stressed uh, over everything that's happening, and, mm-hmm. and they're just taking out on the person next
0: to them. Yeah, you know, I was uh, one of the things. Thank you for that. One of the things yeah. that I that has been bothering me because I was I was just kind of having this anxiety yep. as we were getting towards the end of the year was like you know I am so anxious to push myself to come up with new ideas to get new creative ideas and that's yeah. not not only not only creative uh, endeavors that you and I have with mental right, and right. stuff that we do but just like as far as myself like need to start bringing some new ideas to the table because as we, we were talking off air and we were talking about one example that local venues that are are pre-booking their their schedules, they're filling up their schedules all the way to the end of the year. We haven't even started yet. So there's no room for nothing new to come in. They're just like filling it up. They're just filling it up with like not only acts, uh, I mean like for example, I don't think they're listening but the bakersfield music hall of fame which right. is not even it's it it's bakersfield music hall of fame in title mm-hmm. yet when you look at the acts that they're booking they have nothing to do with Baker's the majority film.
1: of them are tribute acts and, and nothing against the tribute yeah. acts or the shows people I, I like think, that stuff it's fun yeah, we i've been to i've been to a few of them and they're fun and, yeah. they're, and, and they serve their purpose but what they did is they found their niche and they they found something that works for them and that they can sell to their members but are they, are the they the just are they general? just feeding
0: it because they just expect it and then and these people are just are they like we're going to try something new I think let try something new or they're just kind of settling are people in a is this, is this are we in a settling mode absolutely it's a very
1: conservative way and I don't mean this in a political but like in a literal sense it's a very conservative way of, of thinking of how to conserve your success it's like you if you find that the, what you're doing is working you keep doing it and if people are willing willing to keep buying tickets to go see these shows mm-hmm. then they're just going to keep doing it there and, and with the the thing that happens with uh something that's with success mm-hmm. is the eventual law of entropy and the law of diminishing returns after a while when you're doing the the when you're doing a steady ride of what works it does settle, mm-hmm. and then that settling part eventually turns into decay. Yeah. Because then nothing new is coming in. There's no evol- there's no innovation. There's no evolution. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, this is working. This is working. Hey, why are less people showing up to these shows? We're doing exactly what we've been doing. It's been working. And I'm, this isn't just Bakersfield Hall mm-hmm. of Fame, Music Hall of Fame. There. This is just across yeah. the board with anybody. You know. And when you start doing with something that works, the tendency to kind of keep that that pattern going is very easy for me too you know just as a a working musician and as a a teacher uh, sorry I don't want to say teacher uh, as a drum instructor Mm -hmm. you know uh, a private drum instructor or even as a freelancer Mm -hmm. it's really easy to try to like get settled in and go I just want consistency because if there's one thing that we've kind of not had in the last few years and especially this year coming up is consistency Mm -hmm. it's just always just we always seem like we're just one step away from either uh, oh we're going to have a recession oh Oh, there's inflation. Everything's yeah. gonna, oh, you know, this and that and this guy and I hate this guy. and I want this guy, but I hate this guy. And I love this guy. And I hate this guy. And I, hate this guy and I love. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and then it's, it's the
0: election year. It's
1: the election year, and all <laughs> the and all of the the negativity and uh, unsettled unease and an inconsistency and just instability that comes with all that mm-hmm. stuff, re, I, I, impacted by. A, a, a huge global pandemic in, impacted by four years of, of, of President Trump's agen- uh, agenda and administration, and everything else that came along with with his administration and administrations prior of of the the shadows of of Af- the Afghanistan war finishing up just last year uh, just last year and and not to mention everything that's happened since the since the beginning of the two thousands kind of coming to roost mm-hmm. because we're almost closing in on the, the first quarter of century yeah. here. and we're looking back on it and the nostalgia is 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 overpowering but usually for a pre 9-11 world you know and it's it's really overpowering 90s countries coming back 90s R&B is coming back mm-hmm. which is usually we have the 20 year rule, but now it's like the 30 year old yeah because if the, the nobody really wants to go back to the mid-2000s unless you're an emo band you know, yeah. in which case it's like, yeah, what do you see What metal. Billy,
0: Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day yeah. said, shouldn't we have waited at least another five years for the whole emo thing to, you know, because there's emo nights and they were like, you know, remember the days. It's just like, you know, it hasn't been that long. Well, that's the thing. You know, it's a 20 year rule.
1: <laughs> it's a 20 year rule that happens. You know, it's like right in 88. What happened? 68 was happening. Yeah. You know, it's a 20 year rule that happened. In 1975 happy days. You but know? I,
0: you know what, what I'm starting to notice is that a lot of those things and you know, I we're, we kind of think the same way because we are, we all, both are journalists, Yeah, uh, we kind of think in those ways where we're always trying to keep track of what's going on out there yeah. and not only locally, yeah. but nationally and globally. Yeah. We'll see how it kind of affects each other and what yeah. people are into because there's a lot of people that live in Bakersfield but they're not necessarily into what Bakersfield is, is providing as far as entertainment. No. They're like, we're out of town. Hey, that that's the right to do and, and for, for the most part I'm kind of like that too you know yeah, you, you, I'm always yeah. looking at LA and the coast and stuff and see what's going well, on you,
1: you've also had the 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 uh, experience of actually having lived in LA though mm-hmm. too you yeah. spent quite a bit of time in, in LA as well so that kind of seeped into your culture your own personal barometer of what, what culture is when you have a lot of f- folks around here in Bakersfield that also have the same kind of uh, outlook you know there are they're, they're people that live in Bakersfield work in Bakersfield they play in Bakersfield their family's from Bakersfield they do stuff in Bakersfield, you know, they don't they may not like going to the movies, they may not like going mm-hmm. to see shows, but it's very much a local yeah. kind of point of view. And mm-hmm. then you have other folks that they, you know, Sometimes some of them like to go to the beach. Why? Because they've always gone to Pismo, or they've always gone to Ventura. Mm-hmm. And then you have other folks that have a, a more, like a lot of uh, transplants that used to live in Southern California or Orange County, and they find themselves in Bakersfield for whatever reason, yeah. and then they're finding themselves going, wow, this is not what I expected this place to be. I. They, and for, for better or for worse, i <laughs> Usually for better, they tend to they tend to acclimate themselves pretty pretty well mm-hmm. around here. They go, wow, Bakersfield's not what I thought it was, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy myself going down to L.A. Mm-hmm. The things that I like to do, I like going down to Joe's over in Burbank or whatever, yeah. you know. And so they, that's their thing. They find their happiness outside.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think what I'm what I'm getting at is that I'm just anxious to try new things, and I think that's yeah, what I'm Bakersfield needs to do. I think it's not just us, but I think from what we're seeing is just like you know. It was just like I think it's when I looked at that Bakersfield Music Hall of Fame. Like they already posted uh-huh. the schedule like two months yeah, ago for I 2024, and you're yep. just like, man, you haven't even had the chance for another act to I like like even come in, you know? And it's just like, for example, we do Village Fest, and people want us wants us to start booking, you know, because I'm on the committee for Village Fest. Full disclosure. Mm-hmm. And you know, as as much as we try to think of like the future, you just don't know what's going to happen. Sometimes something comes along because like, you wanna have like heritage acts into yeah. new acts. Yeah. So there's room for everybody because you know, there's the clientele, the attendees want uh they want the stuff that they know. The, the, the bands that have been around uh, to the new bands and the bands that are kind of right in the middle. Yes. And there's those bands that kind of like need, deserve to be put in front of people because they need to be discovered. Yeah, like Lupine, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like that. uh, yeah. That's, that's what happened with Hate Drugs. And now you see what ha- what's happening with Hate Drugs. Yeah. And now they're kind of, you know, they're kind of in a point in the life But that's another story. If you're, yeah. if you're wondering who Hate Drugs are, they're a great local band yes. and with a lot of talent. But you can tell that those young men are at points in their lives where they're kind of like, Exploring new things Which is great. Individually
1: yeah Because mm-hmm. the two of them Are in one Or like the bass player John and drummer Adrian They're in The Love Cult mm-hmm. With Justice Domestic You know um, David Capo, The lead singer He's Best doing, dad Best dad He's doing a solo project And he's also uh, Doing a, a uh, what are they call? I want to say combinations, collaborations with other musicians. Yeah. you know yeah. Norman, the guitar player, Norman Skidmore. He's doing his own thing, and he's collaborating with everybody. So he's just kind of going back and forth between Josiah, yeah. the, the brother. He's he has his own private life, and he still writes and contributes with that band. But again, the way the the model that you guys have, and I think that's the model that you're doing with Village Fest is actually a great model for most people to have with their life in terms of what to look for in. 2024 which is having a little bit of legacy having yeah. a little bit of new stuff you know and mm-hmm. you know you go out of town my wife and I uh, w- 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 in the last issue of the Bakersfield a Bakersfield life magazine there was a segment that Stephanie Diaz put together and mm-hmm. she asked local couples you yeah. and Miranda <laughs> my myself plan, and Elisa, yeah. and a mother a couple uh, married couples or just couples I think they're all married. Yeah, Roy um, and Sonia from Tiki Co. Yeah, what do they do for fun around here? And it's a lot of it. it one thing I found in common was, well, we don't have a lot of time to hang out together. Yeah. And number two, when we do, it's we we go to restaurants or we do stuff that are together. But for a lot of people, and yourself included, it's like we gotta go out of town. My wife and I like going out of town to do stuff, not just because we love the, the traffic, but because it's an adventure. Mm-hmm. It's nice to go out of town. And like I said, since you are from down, since you live down there, it's almost like a sort of mini homecoming. For me, it's the same kind of thing as well, too, because I spent a lot of time down mm-hmm. there. But also, it's a way to get away from the people that know us in Bakersfield, not in a bad way, but because we don't want to be recognized hey, that's Asario, that's the drummer, or that's Elisa, she's the bartender, or, mm-hmm. or they, those, the, she runs karaoke at the at, at Sandrini's every Tuesday night from 9 to what, closing time. <laughs> uh-huh. but, yeah. but, you know, we just want to have a little bit of time out to just go somewhere else. You know what we do? When we go down there, we go see comedy. You know yeah. And then when we come Into town What do we do We go to the well And go see comedy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so It's like Yeah yeah So it's yeah. like We do the things That we like to do But we just have A different,
0: yeah. different Scenery I think just because Of our veteran status Of not only just Being involved With the scene it's like We're just like I think it just Kind of hit that point Where we're like Alright I'm ready to try Some new things Yeah uh, I'm kind of Hitting that age Where it's like you know, The band has been You know Mental brew has been You know We're hitting Into 32 years Yeah 32 it's, years or 33 Yeah it's 33 <laughs> We started in nine,
1: At the end of 1991 I remember because was the year I graduated high school yeah and that's the we started in October of 1991 mm-hmm. we started gigging towards the end we were doing backyard parties and we started playing at Bam Bam in February nineteen ninety two.
0: you know you know what's funny was that the show I think you had you may have moved to Idaho already but yeah Steve Sanderson, Kern County superintendent yeah. schools and also calm yeah he was at the first um, the Ross Larry Barbecue, I was, there. Who, yeah. That was okay. There. yeah. Okay. That was so there. the first one. Yeah. Yeah. He was there. Yeah. That was the fr- He had just moved into town and he saw us for the first yeah. time. And I, I said, you know, I still have the original flyers. He's all, can I get a copy of that? Yeah. I
1: need one. <laughs> I need one. Yeah. I remember I kept all the flyers up through. Mm-hmm. I have them.
0: Oh, yeah. You, I gave yeah, them to you. That was probably how I How I ended up with it,
1: yeah, and that's so, uh, yeah, because I still had all the paper house posters along with it too. (laughs) Uh, Then I then I handed over, Um, but I left to Idaho in October of 1993, which was two years Mm -hmm. later, and uh, that we and at that time we had just started playing at Suds. Yeah, like my last show with Mento was at Suds, and I remember because the strap to my bass drum pedal broke, so I had to use um, um, what did I use? I, uh, oh I used the strap from my snare drum and uh, the, that held my snare drum wires and then I used uh, my tennis shoes laces to hold on it was to the snare wires and the snare drum a whole bunch of stuff and I remember that was the last time I played October of 1993 that's yeah. before I moved to, to Idaho to become a dad
0: yeah but yeah you, okay so let me backtrack just a little yeah. bit so when you're talking about the pre-scheduling of yeah. some of these venues. Okay, so you're we talking about uh, a reputable Security. venue. A reputable yeah. venue. Biggsville Music Hall of Fame. Fox Theater. Wouldn't it be nice so that the Fox was booked all the way to the end of December, but you started seeing, like, Morrissey. Yeah. It, this, and, you know, like, all these acts. But it's just like, okay, so you already know, start from December. You know the drag drag right. Qu- uh, Christmas is going to yeah, be there. Yeah, Fine. Uh, you know a, I think it's fourth yeah, the you know the Queen now. Bohemian Rhapsody uh, tribute's gonna be there Yeah, you know this is gonna be there you know this is gonna be there you know it's gonna be there so it's We're, like it's starting to be the same shows every year and I'll
1: tell you this right now though too a lot of them isn't just necessarily the venue a lot of them is the booking agencies that are booking them over here like for example the same booking agency that deals with uh, world records mm-hmm. the ones that bring in some of the, the Samantha Fish and, the, yeah. and uh, the Coco Montoyas and all those bands they're the same ones that same do shows. the same shows at, <laughs> on the coast at the breweries over there. The same ones over yeah. in at like most tavern up in in Santa Cruz. The same kind of so yeah. they they're bringing in those tours and they're hitting those same every spots. John McCutcheon, who I'm going to be writing about in my next lowdown, great. Dulcimer, but he comes in here. He comes every year, every year, same 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 time, same same time. Yeah, yeah, same thing with the Great Forty Eight that comes through here around January. There are these circuits that these that artists run that works very well for them, and again, it works there well for them, especially since the pandemic stopped, because. It, it works for him and, and when I talked to him last time he said that he's probably cut down 75% of his shows mm-hmm. throughout the year so he only goes out once a year so this run that he's yeah. gonna be doing is probably the only time of the entire year that he's gonna be going out the rest of it he just stays at home writes music and watches TV and just enjoys his retirement living off of uh, you know whatever music he makes from from his music being played on the radio yeah you know? I, re-
0: I, I really wish that okay so Danny Lipko rest in peace rest he in peace. really Put in an effort to bring in some really good, cutting-edge acts. I mean, the fact that we had the Pixies. Yeah, he. The, the Pixies came out in. His yeah, watch. and Primus yeah. did the the three D show here. Yep. And uh, you know, I mean, like even someone like Styx yeah, performed there. Yeah, yeah. So you're getting like even those those classic rock acts. That are still really doing really good. I mean, like Steve Miller could play there. He did. But it, he, yeah, but but look how long it's been.
1: Yeah, the, Steve Miller played actually a, a week before Primus when Danny was still yeah. running the place. And 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 what's ended up happening is it's like a lot of these venues, they and a lot of the, not venues but a lot of these acts they have if they have a Central Valley gig or. Opening to Phil they're either going to pick Fresno or Bakersfield that's that's the truth mm-hmm. everybody you're wondering why most bands don't show up in Bakersfield yeah. It's because a lot of them pick Fresno if yeah. they even pick well, Fresno. well Also, all.
0: I think it's a it's an attendance thing. That's like you don't yeah. know. They're like yeah We'd love to go over there, but it's just like nobody goes well Well, there's one thing is that Bakersfield loves comedy. So the stand-up comedians do really well Yeah,
1: but not all, not all the time because Kathy Madigan for example She was booked over here a few mm-hmm. years ago and she backed out the last second turkey sales was just not there you know, wow. and, but and the thing about Bakersfield that stresses people out is because it's such a last-minute town mm-hmm. that we don't buy pre presales. We like to go out the day yeah. of and buy the ticket. You know, we pay a little bit more. Ah, so What?
0: Unless unless you're a big-name banda that can sell out the Mechanics Theater or, or the body. arena over and over and over and over. I mean, there's there's a story right there is the fact that that. The Latin music genre has probably kept who's, the economy. Baker sold economy up. Yeah, and who's Especially that, who, last year. Who's
1: the, who's that uh, the, the the artist that just sold out the RoboBank Arena? Record time, he's playing in July. Oh, I can't remember his name. He played last year and it almost stopped traffic downtown. Uh, he he does corridos,
0: he's really popular, young young artist. I know, okay, I, I can see him in I can see him in your head in my head, but I just like okay, so and but it wasn't Bad Bunny. Who Bad Bunny no, did it perform wasn't, here? It wasn't Bad yeah, Bunny. It wasn't Bad Bunny. But yes, those artists, I mean you've had like Banda MS, um, Grupo Firme, all those groups that perform here. Sell out. I mean I remember Mana, when Mana finally came to Bakersfield. Oh yeah. They had the quickest sellout. Peso Pluma. Yeah. Peso Pluma. That's, that's the right. guy. Right. Yeah. So Oh so, my so, gosh. I mean driving downtown. You know, check it out. Peso Pluma. They wanted to make sure that that thing that was the most money made in the history of Mechanics Arena. Yep. Every we're talking about concessions, everything, the yep. most money that they even pulled the media passes. Yeah. They pulled the media passes. We had tickets. They're like, nope, sorry, we're taking them back. Yep. Yep. They, they and because
1: it's the popularity of it. I mean, dri- I remember driving downtown. I was playing a show the same night as as the concert the last time he was here, and it was it was like we, we might as well have been driving to the hollywood yeah. bowl during like the cure concert it's like there were people on trucks and avenue all the way almost to california selling bootleg t-shirts yeah yeah Bessel you know, Pluma. You know That's the, funny. the that, hot that, dog that, carts all through is Sinan- so popular
0: with the, even with yeah. young young kids that when okay so when we recorded the christmas album downtown we yep. brought in the kids from uh, uh fremont elementary third graders First thing I asked them because they were all like wow we're in a recording studio I said well, what's your favorite artist first thing they said started with one kid Besso Pluma and I was just like wow Besso wow. Pluma went down the list Besso Pluma Besso Pluma they all love Besso Pluma yep. and I was just like okay that's what's happening man yep. that's that's that, that's like the um, I mean, it used I don't to want be sound dated, the, but it's like, yeah, it used to be Doug, Britney, Doug, used to be Britney Spears, it used, to used to be Snoop Dogg, used to yeah. be Dr Dre. Like, yeah, I'm Bessel like, whoa, Plumber. man! This, yeah, these are the kids that know. These, these are the tastemakers.
1: And you know what? The, the, his songs, they're they're pop songs. Yeah, they're pop songs. They're yeah. corridos. I mean, they're straight up corridos. You know, some of them, well, a lot of the ones that I heard actually. But you know, a lot of them were
0: just regular old pop songs, just sung in Spanish. You know, with yeah. While well, he was he t- was on he was on Jimmy Fallon. You know, yeah, he was on Jimmy Fallon. So that goes to show you. So I mean, I'm Let me see. What am I? excited to see. I got tickets for Bad Religion, Social Distortion. I still They're have kicking off the... You know, Baker Sheldon is notorious for being the kickoff. So, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, well, Paramore did. They kicked the off Nine their Inch tour Nails here. Nine, Nine Inch, Inch Nails. Yep. And which, thank you. Nine Inch Nails, thank you, Paramore. Thank yep. you, Social yep. D, Bad Religion. Just, yep. uh, hopefully you have... You're not... Coming over here just to shake off the spider webs. That's exactly what
1: they're <laughs> doing, and I wouldn't. And a lot of them would be surprised if they actually used the uh, arena itself or the convention center itself as a way to practice for their upcoming. Tour. Yeah. Because uh, uh, for anybody that doesn't, for any listeners that don't really know. The Rama, well, the it's rented out. It's, yeah. They rented out a lot of uh, acts, especially as they're based in LA. La Lana, Del Rey, Lana Del Rey was yep. in town. A lot of people didn't know. Foo Fighters were doing the same thing. Yeah. It's because it's the, the cheapest yeah. way for Juanez.
0: them. Juanes. Uh, <clears throat> Juanes did his, when he performed here. Yes. The last the last day of his rehearsal, he yes. did like a two weeks of rehearsals. Yes. Then he did a show, yeah. He and did it, interviews and everything. It was
1: fantastic. It was fantastic. It was really, it was really fun being that close and seeing him because we we had really good seats. Mm-hmm. And but then looking over on stage left and then seeing his like, you know, his little kid, his his son right there just watching his dad performing. You know, that it's, yeah. it's, it's, it was a really nice thing to see. Oh yeah. You know,
0: and then at the end of the show, you know, Juan is coming over and picking up his kid. Yeah. You know, so I mean, so to wrap this convo as it was far it was as like, fun. think looking at like. What we can look forward to entertainment-wise in Bakersfield. You know that this, there's going to be the same things that are always going to be. So if you look yeah. forward to everything from, like, the Kern County Fair, yeah. um, the, the Michelada festivals, yeah, the, the, those type the, of the things. The Village Fest. Yeah, Village Fest. The, art, the, art, the art LeBeau shows that pop the, up. The at, Bob Marley uh, Mentor the Brewer Bar- Festival. Yeah. At so Brewery those things, if Care you Brewery. look forward to that, great. Yeah. And, and thank you for supporting those because, you know, if we're involved in it, thank yeah. you for coming out thank to support you. it. We love our fans. We do. Uh, but also it's just like, it would be really great to see just some more chances taken. And I think it has to do with a lot with, with the marketing. Yeah. The the marketing departments of some of these venues, they don't really reach out to bring people in. One of the yeah. conversations yeah. I had with uh, Dave Lyman at the Visit Bakersfield, yeah. who does the Tourism Bureau, was that they were trying to build up a relationship, they have a relationship with Amtrak. We were like, okay, so listen, you can come, you use the Amtrak, you can come over here and stay at the Marriott, you can go to a show. Right. They were just trying to lure people into Bakersfield, and a lot of things weren't working. So. Marketing is super duper important, and it's one of those things where you really have to come correct. You have to come up with new ideas. Yeah, you have to have like these these bonuses, these little these little uh, things that are going to be like, well, if you stay over here, you can have lunch. We'll give you some a free dinner and make it exciting. And
1: one of the things that I found out from the difference between a lot of local venues and a lot of local acts and more out of town acts, or even and or or less savvy, I should say, because this this does happen down. This does happen on, with some flyers. It's like if you, you we have to understand as artists and as performing artists that a lot of times when we're being hired to perform at a venue it's because they want us not just to entertain the people that are there it's because they want to the, us to help bring people in yeah. for a lot of musicians that's like well that's not my job they're promoters to do that that's true mm-hmm. but also think of it from the point of view is that you're helping people know that you're playing somewhere and sometimes i can be the worst of this but you know, if there's a poster out there and yeah. there's a picture of a, of, of a band and the person, like say for example, I go to uh, Roosters and there's a picture of a band playing there on Friday or there's a logo of a band playing Friday. I don't know what kind of music it is. I don't know who they are. I don't even know what they look like. What am I going to expect by them? What is drawing me to come here and go see them other than the name and the fact that they're and the, the name of the venue that's going on over there? And I think what a lot of us have to do is that the game's changed. We we have more options in our phone to let us know who people are than we've ever had before. Some people use the QR codes, on flyer so that way when you scan it with your phone, it gives you video of who the yeah. band is, it shows me mi- gets them excited. And so now you have an idea of who it is that's gonna be there, now all of a sudden, okay, I can decide whether or not I wanna see that, because when you're talking about a lot of people trying to figure out what to do on a Friday night, unless you're a venue where you kinda know what to expect on any given night, like The Well, what are you gonna do? Comedy. That's it. Okay, it's gonna be funny, let's go. You know, most t- most of the time was people getting a babysitter, you know, getting in the car, finding, you know, if you're going downtown, finding parking, you know, settling in, trying to find a seat, Air protection Ear protection Is it going to be too loud Is it something that I want to see Is it something that I want to Listen to Is it something that I'm going to Pay five dollars to come in And they'll only be disappointed And leave And then be angry Because I paid five bucks Or ten bucks Or twenty bucks If I'm with other people mm-hmm. You know Is just going to be one of those things Is there yeah. food
0: served be, Is the food be, good Bands Don't be afraid To be shameless self promoters Yeah Because you want to share You want to share, share things Even like when I promote Mento shows you know, Yeah not, Sorry to, to bring us in Because it's just like We've been doing it for so long And it's like I want to support other groups and I wish that they would kind of like hopefully take take some cues yeah. from us because you say we're well, we'll always here about Mento. Well, you know, what? it's because we have to constantly, you know, when you use social networking, you know that you can sometimes it d- doesn't mean that you're getting viewed. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can spend all those money on all those ads. There's such thing as shadow banning. Yeah. So there um, is. F- Facebook and Instagram. Sometimes they will shadow ban you and you'll say, that's what we say, did anybody see my ad? Anybody see my ad? And they're like, no, I didn't see it. Well, you also have to remember, you have to follow these artists. Yep. So, And you want to find out what's going on? Just kind of do your own research as 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 uh, as patrons, as yeah. people who are looking for entertainment. Yeah, go yeah. out there and and find it and support them. But the artists, the bands, the the solo artists, yeah. whatever, and whatever, whatever of, you do, and, comedians.
1: And think of your and think of it less as shameless self promotion and more of doing people a favor, mm-hmm. letting them know what you're yeah. doing. Imagine like whatever it is, music you're creating or comedy mm-hmm. that you're doing or whatever it is that you're performing or putting out into the world. The world's better for it, and you're letting people know about it. And the more people the more the clearer you are of what it is the more people will be appreciative of it there is such a thing as no promotion promotion Mm -hmm. word of mouth and that works really well if you're a Deke Dickerson you know or if you're coming in for a secret show somewhere and you don't really want to let people know Rolling Stones playing at the Echo without promoting anything at the Mm -hmm. last minute with nobody knowing and then selling the place out within 15 minutes that's a great uh, example of it, but if nobody outside of your circle of friends knows who you are, and you're playing in some place that's in, in the, the venue is kind of wanting to see if, whether or not you're going to bring in people. You gotta let people know, and the thing is, it's. the am this from experience. The more people you play in front of, the funner it is. And there are going to be times where you just play, and people show up because you're that good. And yeah, that's that's work, that works awesome for you. But as as Matt and I will tell you, is that there are plenty of times where you might be in a pretty popular group, and you will be playing in front of pe- in front of an empty house. That right. happens sometimes. Yeah. So and then what do you do when that happens? You realize how difficult that is. Mm-hmm. And so the next times, it's like you want to figure out how do I make it so that way every time we play we at least have a base number of people, even if it's not exactly the same fans we have. QR codes, descriptions, Descriptors. Getting in touch with uh, Gina Galley at Bakersfield Live Music, or getting in touch with me at the Bakersfield Californian, or getting in touch with
0: yeah. You find know, find out people. what work. Find out what works for you because if yeah. Like, for example, if you go to the Bakersfield Live Music that Gina, uh, she has that. But you know, if you look at it, it's people of a certain age that go to that. And if yeah. and there's a lot of people that don't like Facebook, so they're like, I don't even yeah, use Facebook. It's, it, yeah. A lot of young bands, they don't even. Facebook we, yeah, they're, they're we are on Instagram yeah. so find out what works for you exactly and, 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 and do it that way but but everybody who's out there who's just music fans like Gina are doing it thank you so much for yeah. doing that because yeah it makes, makes it a little easier And yeah, now it, hopefully it's effective you yeah,
1: know. and one other thing too if you are on Instagram and you are promoting and stuff like that that's a good call if that's working for you be specific about the details of what mm-hmm. are going on if you write down Jason and, Jason and Greg this week This place, that's it. And no other details, it's like, what time? What's the address? You know, that's main things, name the venue. Like I remember seeing pictures uh, of of, of a gig, I'm not gonna say what gig it is, but it was a very, very big gig and it was packed out. But again, this is the, the the no publicity publicity. They put the name of who was performing. They put the name of the place where they were playing, but they didn't put the time. Oh! They didn't put the address. They didn't even put the date. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like, well, how do we know anything about it? Well, I guess we got to look for it. In this particular yeah. case, if for the person that did the flyer, maybe that was what they wanted to do. Yeah. Maybe it was an oversight. Maybe it was exactly what they wanted in order to build. It. Maybe well, it worked. Maybe every, it worked in every spite every of it.
0: Artist, some, Every artist, especially young artists, have that moment where... Yeah. They are so on the radar. They are so burning fire in yep. the in the hearts and minds of young listeners yep. that it doesn't really like you have the least work to do. It's just all yep. about fun, and you bring it, and then all of a sudden, it it stops. Yeah, it it, if it, it stops for for all artists. It doesn't yeah. matter who you are. Yeah, every artist go to the top. I was reading this article. And they were talking about artists in the '80s, like Bob Gilda, Boomtown Rats. How many number ones they had, and then he goes, all of a sudden. Somebody else came in and it was over. Yep. And it was like, wow, that's it. That's like, it. That's it. Yeah. We're, okay, so now what do we do? So then he started getting into philanthropy and doing, yeah. doing all that thing uh, Between, with uh, Live Aid. Yep. But he's like, ah, we still put out some music, but it's just like, you know, uh, people people Three moved words. On. <laughs> three
1: words. Dexy's Manette Runners. Yeah, you know? exactly. So it's yeah. like this. he's like,
0: yeah, I was going, I was had to go to the office. I had to go to the o- show up and people like, I walk in the office and people are singing "Come on, Ellie." And he's like, yep. That I didn't dig. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and this is true. And, 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 hey, Casey Nicoli told me she goes, you know, she's yep. the the girl. She's the classic girl, uh, Pro, and yep. she's all, yeah. I'm in the office and you know one of my coworkers. I hear Classic Girl being played and she's like. Really? Am I gonna have to deal with this all the time? Yeah, yeah. It, it, but
1: but also, Casey Nicole did something very smart. She yeah. started, she directed the video for that song. Yeah, and she also was doing stuff behind the scenes too. And this is what. Hey, and she went back to school. Yeah, she's she did. Back, she's still in film. Yeah, and th- that's the yeah. thing that a lot of a lot of musicians and a lot of artists and a lot of performers don't. I think don't really see uh, at least at first is that like let's say using artists as an example using actors as an example there are actors that just want to be stars right and they're doing whatever it takes and sometimes they'll do whatever they need to do in order to become a superstar uh, a movie star but then outside of that there's also the next level there are ones that want to be actors they're the ones that do the acting on stage they do community theater they do outside theater they do commercials whatever it takes they love acting they love the craft then there are people that don't really care about the craft but they work they're characters actors—they're like, oh, I kind of like acting. Maybe I even love acting, but I don't really care about being a star. I just like the money. Yeah. And so they just keep doing it because, and they keep getting hired because they've got an interesting face. And yeah. then there are ones that don't really care about any of it. They just do the extra work, you know. They get paid hundred bucks. They get, served, you know, they get to eat for a day. And they get and they're a zombie on the Walking Dead, or, <laughs> you know, when it was still being aired. Or you know, they're on oh, like s- still.
0: Whatever. Oh yeah, my God, how many Walking Dead's are I there? Think the I I only... wonder what the residuals are there yeah, for Robert
1: Kirkman, probably quite. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but I, I don't i think the only one now is that guy is the guy with the with the crossbow yeah crossbow. Uh, yeah that one the I one mean, i in Blade to too that show. I yeah to that show. so but I, uh, walking dead proper it's kind of like the loud order it's done but all the other ones i think uh lloyd reedas whatever character he's
0: yeah was i forgot
1: but anyways uh but yeah so they're just actors yeah. so they just get paid for a day
0: and that's well, all they well, do well i think what happened is now that like Hollywood has shown its vulnerability. Like right. the Hollywood dream is kind of over. The yeah. classic, the way we you know yeah. moved to L.A. boom, 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 yeah. all that stuff. The whole la 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 land. Right. Was that that was it? That's it. Yeah. That's, that's it. It's not. That's not happening anymore. And with the with the strikes and what people had to go through, and you were seeing like you know actors a lot of actors still had to work, like the guy from the Cosby show, and they show him at Trader Joe's. Right, But right. he he got back into it. Well, yeah, you they, know, they tried to shame him, but he's and like then a, he got back into it. He's yeah. like, hey, man, I got to work.
1: Yeah, it's like, what do you expect me to What I mean, yeah. what do you
0: think we do? Well, I think that happens, it happens in, in any of these type of entertainment industries. Now, it's okay if you have to have another job to go, and then you could still, every once in a while, you might score a contract, but like, I was listening to a podcast, the podcast talking about Time Crisis with Isaac Koenig, and they were talking about songs, artists from this particular time, Karen White, who did stuff with Jeff Lorber, Uh jazz artist Jeff Lorber, then she had I'm Not Your Superwoman, she had all these songs, and he's, whoa, she left the entertainment industry, went to real estate school, now she's selling real estate, making... More money, and then, then and that, she came back and did, did an album, right? But went back to selling real estate, and that's one of the things that I
1: think a lot of a lot of music careers mm-hmm. that and a lot of people just in, in the show business in general, especially especially you know it's it's littered, in mm-hmm. fact more so with stories of people that that had their shot. Or that were working, or even if they were not successful, there are more stories of people that weren't successful that decided to kind of put it, uh, you know, put it, you know, hang the coat up and then just go straight and then go back to work than there are of those that actually have had a little bit of success and then gave it up. And there are much less stories even of those that had success and didn't give it up and kept going. Yeah, because it's just it's just a, it's a big old pyramid. And the thing about it is, it's not about. I don't know how to put it. At the older I'm getting the less I'm seeing it less about failed dreams and more about what it takes to survive. Mm-hmm. And if you have if you have a compelling need to make art then it, success is defined only by what you allow it to be. If your idea of success is becoming a huge artist where you have galleries in your name and selling pieces for millions of dollars, that's probably not going to happen when you're alive, if you are even known at all. Mm -hmm. It's probably just being able to sell something here and there, but realistically it's like that need to compel art does not need that definition of success to to exist. You could be just as easily making art and selling to friends of yours and just doing art for yourself Mm -hmm. and enjoying it, and that could be your definition of success. I am not suggesting that should be your definition of success, I'm saying you could totally say that. My definition of success is being able to make a living doing, playing music, teaching music, writing about music, writing about movies, writing about Magic the Gathering, Mm -hmm. writing about comic books and buying them and having fun with them having playing music with friends of coming mine on topic coming on real talk with on, on on a new sound at 103.9 uh, and, and you know these are wonderful things and that to me is what I want to continue doing in, in 2024 but what's happening in 2025 I don't know and that's the one thing that I think that's differing from years prior which is that now that I'm 50 is that I don't know what's going to be happening and I don't really know if this is my last year or not. And so all I can do is just put stuff into retirement and then. Then then just kinda of plan ahead and just one step at a time. And that's why I think that when you're planning ahead to the end of the year like a lot of these venues are doing, it's like you're putting stuff so that way you don't have to worry about yeah. it. But then what ends up happening is you do have to worry about it because things change at a moment's notice. And so you might you can't depend on those kinds of plans. And I think that venues once they kinda of write stuff all the way towards the end of the end of the year. It's like if they don't think about what's happening on the second month, the second week of February, then that second week of February isn't going to be booked. I think that's what they're afraid of. Yeah. And so they just try to, to, to kind of work
0: on stuff, get as the, the much as possible done. Understaffed. Understaffed. Yeah, understaffed. So like you have, some, you have somebody who's like, well, we're just going to – let me look at last year's schedule and start checking in with everybody. I mean – I'm getting hit up for for New Year's Eve already and we just played New Year's Eve and I'm like you know what Um, why don't we wait or like people who want to book book us for their wedding because oh you know I've been watching you since I was a teenager and now like getting married I want to have a wedding but when is the wedding oh it's in two years Uh, can we put a deposit I'm like No, I'm sorry. You know what? Why don't you check in with me like the beginning of the year that you're going to get married? Because you
1: just don't know. No, you don't know. (laughs) And uh, let's say, for example, you take that deposit. All of a sudden, Lord forbid, knock on wood, one of them dies. You know, or you know, one of them has to get a job opportunity in in Japan. Yeah, well, we're doing, we're doing we're
0: a, doing a makeup wedding for a couple that was supposed to get married in twenty in twenty twenty, right? And now it's twenty twenty three, and they're finally it's twenty twenty four, and they're finally going to be able to get married. Right, you know, and
1: <laughs> so now now we can talk to
0: positive. <laughs> now we can
1: talk to positive because you know the world's back to it. Yeah, but but I, I guess the only thing that we can that I can really do, my wife and I can really do is just kind of we have the plans that we have and then but also try to plan ahead to, to, to see what we can afford mm-hmm. to, to yeah. do outside of it, you know, to what we can afford to, to, to let go of work and then just kind of take it as we go. Yeah. I think that's really it because mm-hmm. th- th- we're, we're going into some really anxiety ridden times right now and then every day is just kind of like one more day into the muck and so it's like looking ahead and anything else it's like I really can't afford to keep looking that far ahead because it's just that's just too far into the darkness I just want to take a one day at a time maybe one week at a time maybe a couple of months where I can say okay I have this already planned out and then in the meantime making sure that everything's set in stone not drop any not drop any balls in terms of scheduling wise of my students or my, my gigs and just go on like that that's really all I can do. I can't afford to keep looking towards the very end, except with the exception of maybe planning ahead for retirement and yeah.
0: pumping my four hundred one. <laughs> That's well, pretty much it. Well, uh, speak, speaking of speaking of tents, uh, you know what tomorrow is?
1: Uh, t- Saturday.
0: Uh, no, January sixth.
1: January sixth. Refresh my memory.
0: Uh... January sixth uprising, the riot, the capital riots. Uh, oh, you
1: mean January sixth? Yeah. yeah. The failed soft coup yeah. that happened over at. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Happy a, anniversary, losers. Uh, uh, yeah. You. You. You didn't have your chance, and you still blew it.
0: You blew it anyway. Uh, okay, so real quick, let's talk about what we watched over the holidays. They're just gonna kinda go do so, yeah. something real quick. And then next week next so we did our catch up. We're yeah. talking about going into the year. Yeah. We'll revisit this at the end of the year and see Absolutely. how it happens. Okay? okay, but right now Okay, so I watched um I watched three films. Right. I watched uh Okay, well first of all, I finally saw Barbie. Okay. I liked it. Yeah. Didn't love it. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was cool. I love the message. Uh, I just it just didn't really grab me. I think maybe I was just kind of overwhelmed by all the Barbie stuff that happened. Right. But I thought it was great acting. I love the people in it. I thought it was a lot of fun. But my daughter, who grew up loving Barbie, she says I turned it off after 20 minutes. It kind of drove her crazy. But <laughs> she was also a little she was also a little little girl when she when she was all into Barbies. Right. So watch Barbie. Okay. Um, watch the holdover. Have you seen it? The Holdover. Paul Jamadi?
1: Oh, the, the one in, uh, where he's the professor in college. Yes. I, yeah, start. Yep. Loved it, right? Loved it, loved Alexander Payne. loved, it. Alexander, yeah. the, his, loved his, it. His feel-good movie of the oh, year. Oh yes, yes, yes. And I needed that.
0: I needed that film where like people reconnecting. They really kind of went into yeah. some deep stuff. It was very the acting was the, excellent. The
1: joking, I, the joke I have is that the character, the student that Paul Giamatti was was tasked to take care of, yes. that is that is the young character, that is the young version of his character he played in Sideways.
0: Oh, oh, <laughs> totally, totally, yeah, totally. Love the film. Um, let's see, and then okay, yesterday. Uh, we saw the entire World War II in color of the front lines. Okay, you must see that. Yes, I highly recommend it. If you are, you know, if you think you've seen like oh, this is going to be another world, it's like they're going to show the concentration camps, they will get to that at the end of the war, the, the, the end of because it's six episodes. I tell you, you will just be glued and watch it, they put it together so well, and they did all different sides. Great recommendation. But there was some parts like Miranda was saying, you know what, they kind of like, because you forget about like, when we were getting along that moment we were getting along with the russians so when stalin came yeah, in yeah, but there yeah. was also part when the russians had t- totally abandoned us well th- it, was <laughs> the abandoned, enemy, them, yeah. it was the enemy
1: was the enemy me uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind yeah, of thing yeah
0: but there was i mean we are
1: also talking about like right when stalin right before stalin died it was like there was a, that yeah. place was a rat's nest Oh a, totally yeah
0: a, so yeah so when the when the nazis moved in right the russians were like well it was like uh let me see because there was a, there's a few things here that Hitler and the Nazis knew what they were they were going into these places first to win over the hearts of the people right that he did not like like we're going to take we don't like you I mean, they're going into Egypt, the Nazis are going in there like, we're going into these places because we hate the British so much. Right. So they welcome the Nazis in there not knowing we're letting these people who hate us right. into the country, that they, they think they're gonna help them by getting rid of the British. No, so that was how, that was their master plan and it worked for a very long time, yep. man. And, but the US dragged their feet. I mean, Churchill's like, you gotta come in and help us, man. Yeah. U.S., come on. <laughs> well, it's
1: a, it's like, what is it, quote? I, I'm going to paraphrase a quote, but yeah. Winston Churchill is, described America as being the, a country who 100% does the right thing after it's it already extinguished every other option. Oh, yeah. You know, it's after it's done every other thing, it eventually comes to the
0: right oh, decision. Oh, yeah. Uh, the whole thing with Mussolini, everything yep. is put. I mean, they documented this so well, they and they all all sides because they get footage from the Germans, they got footage from the from from the Japanese, right. and so you're you're seeing you're hearing the soldiers talk. Did it
1: explain the spark during the Spanish Revolutionary War and the coup d'état that, that Franco did
0: leading? No, into, no, 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 no. Yeah. no. they 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 go. They just get right in. Right, they into, get right into right into Hitler's rise. Right. Uh, but yeah. You're you're seeing the like the U.S. has to get attacked, but and then when they get to the, the attack of Midway, when the U.S. finally figured it out, we cracked the code. Yeah. So we were ready, and they did they annihilated the Japanese uh, squadron. But man, talk about Pearl Harbor. One of, no. the, one of the most frustrating
1: wow. one of the most frustrating things I think in my mind is, to me personally, and this is just me. This does not reflect anything on Forge New Sound or or, or the the radio station. It. it What always drives me up the wall uh, the most, especially after all, the like I mentioned before, about Trump's administration and everything else like that, and I don't really need to get into my own politics, but one of the things that really drove me up the wall is how somebody could look at something that already has historic precedence. Like, they can look at Nazis or the rise of the Third Reich and not see the parallels of things, the echoes of things that are happening now. Oh, yeah. Or... They see the echoes, but they project it on the wrong, on mm-hmm. on, on something different, like you know, you know it, it's like they'll they'll and, and and not see how not see that pun was not. <laughs> that word pun was not uh, not intended and they aren't able to see and make the connection mm-hmm. of like somebody when you can just go to somebody who goes you can see why this is wrong right and they go yeah it's wrong because this is such this such and such is yeah. doing and it's like no they're not they're really not doing that but what you're doing is you're trying really really hard to not see the primary factual evidence of what's yeah. already happened in front of you and put two and two together and see how it echoes in our current time mm-hmm. and not see it happening. Or disagree, or worse, completely ha- yeah. turn it around and see it and, and mark it as projecting to complete disreality, reality yeah. untethered. Well,
0: They do, at the very end of it, they show how like, because after it they talk about how like Palestine mm-hmm. and so they kinda, there, there's like a scene where like the oh, earth is, like, they're, they're panning out from the sea and there's like, this uh audio from like uh, uh tv uh, radio shows that happened at the time for news yeah. news reports and they're talking about this and it's just like yeah at this moment i mean you see and they they detail it so well it's a very great learning tool and there's a part where they talk about the black soldiers right that went over there to fight but so like those key soldiers mm, yeah right. no the, the yeah yeah yeah, the Tuskegee Airmen, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're talking about like ones that were on the ground, oh, I see, okay? I see. And so they're the, these are the these are the tank. They're in the tanks, and there's one soldier. who's like, yeah, white soldiers were like, you know. Right. guys don't belong here boom 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 they're like but man we're gonna stick together we're gonna show them we know what we're doing they go out there they didn't i mean the germans were obviously they were overpowering them but they still went and did their thing and when, when they finally won this particular battle and they right. had all the soldiers right they talked to the they went they talked to the one uh the black soldier now he's an older man and i don't know when these things were filmed they might be gone already because it's right. like it could have been filmed over 20 30 right, years right, right and he's like yeah he goes um You know, he's talking to one of the soldiers and he goes, how does it feel to, uh, how does it feel to surrender? He goes, and the German soldier told him, he goes, I don't surrender. And he goes, well, he goes, had he said, I don't surrender to Americans, I would, you know, whatever, you know, you expect that from him. But he says, I don't surrender to no Mm, N word. And he goes, and the black soldier goes, with that. I slapped him across the face. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but it's just like, you know, they talk about that and you think it made me think about like this thing with Kanye West, like some of uh, the missteps yeah. that he said about like Hitler and all and like yeah, that put a he real He needs to watch it. He needs to watch this. It's like, no, man, My... you would be dead. <laughs> there's a there's a line in The Boys in the Boat,
1: the George Clooney movie that he did about. So him. you saw that? Yeah, yeah, I did. So so uh There's a line and, you know, that movie is really well made, old school, like uh, old school, you know, sports movie, you know, and it's about the the, the Seattle College junior varsity uh, rowing team, you know, competing in the Olympics and they're walking up during the Olympics induction ceremony there in Berlin mm-hmm. and Jesse Owens is there and one of the team members turns around and he's all hey you're Jesse Owens right I'm paraphrasing and he's well yep that's me and he says oh, so you're here to give a, to show a Hitler the, what we were made out of right give him the old one too and he's all nope and he's all so who are you doing it who are you doing it for and he's all doing it to show the people back home Mm-hmm. You know, and that was yeah. it. And that, in a movie of all white actors, in a in a story about all white rowers mm-hmm. in Seattle, Washington, the Pacific Northwest, you know, he was the only person of color, really, in the movie,
0: at least as far as you could tell. Yeah, you know, and uh you know, one thing that was missing that, that's that always ends up missing necessary. from these is that there's no, they never have any like. Mexican American soldiers that are never interviewed in any yeah. of these documentaries. It's like you know we, all of my bro, all of my mom's brothers went were in World War II. They yeah. all fought, and they some fought in World War II, some fought Korea, in Korea some yeah. were, were in Viet, Vietnam. Yeah. That like my my cousins went to Vietnam. A lot of them it's went just to like Vietnam. they're you know, and one of them died uh, in, in the air. You know he was yeah. coming down the parachute, they blew him to pieces, and it was just like, how come you never find? Is there can you find at least one or two? Latin- I mean, they had a couple uh, black soldiers, um, but it's just like, what about us? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's going to be one at a time until they actually find a reflection. But a lot a of those, a lot of those vets are disappearing. They're, they're, they're going, man. I think you
1: know, unless somebody else, I'm sure somebody's written a book about it. Once that book gets highlighted. Or whatever. Actually, it's something. There's got to be something out there already that's yeah. already been made that just doesn't have the sort of traction that some of the other ones have.
0: And, and just, some of those video movies video. will have like the the dramatizations. Like I think Saving Private Ryan maybe had like the like the guy from the Bronx. He was, yeah. the, you know, or something like that. But just like the Mexican American experience, uh, war experience was it was it was very big, and there was a lot of vets. It's it's equally as important, and um, and not you know all the veterans are very important, everything that they did, but it's just like, you know, it would really help. I think it would be really great if they saw some soldiers, some veterans, Mexican American well, soldiers, you, interviewed them, you, found them.
1: You, you, you seem
0: to bring up. We're surrounded by them in the community.
1: Actually, you you brought up something that I de- that I haven't really thought of before because it's like it seems like most of the. World War II movies that I've seen or movies based on World War II with the soldiers and the grunts, most of them are East Coast centric. You know, like most of them, most of the soldiers and most of the characters are from the East Coast or from New York, whatever. And every once in a while they'll have like yeah. the guy from Texas you know, it's like oh, that's Texas Jim, yeah. or that's or that's California Robbie. You know, it's like, yeah. but it's like my
0: mom was a Rosie the Riveter. She worked in the shipyards. Oh, I and imagine. So I so, could totally imagine yeah, her doing that. Yeah, and so it's just like you know, I think some of the, these stories need to be told too. Absolutely. You know? Well, now in documentaries or in films. Hey, you know.
1: And if, and if there there are movie studios, award-winning movie studios, and movie. I oh, should sorry. There are award-winning movie makers in <laughs> Bakersfield proper that could probably take up the, take up the mantle yeah. and see if they could. Yeah, they really. don't
0: always have to be about Cholo stuff.
1: No, no, they don't have to be. But they're, they're,
0: we need some more stand and deliver films. You know yeah, what I mean? You know, like all those films that you know they think, have maybe a Cholo figure in it, but come on. Well, I wouldn't we have see, enough Cholo movies. I want to see how many like
1: people, how many, how many people from Delano, or how many people from Wasco yeah. or from Lamont, mm-hmm. you know, or Arvin, you know, decided to to fight in World War Two after after Pearl Harbor. Yeah, you know, like what inspired them? You know, it's like they're, you, you know the. I'd love to hear a story like that because I'd like to see my, you know, my heritage from my mother's yeah. side being represented. Exactly. But also the stories being yeah. told, you know, because th- th- there's there's a huge unknown story. And we need it. We need yeah.
0: it in the country because it's like one thing you learn about watching these documentaries is like how everybody stuck together. Yeah. But there are those voids in the storytelling. It's just like, what about the Latinos who stepped up or, yeah. you know, that got drafted and all that stuff? It's just like, we're just kind of like w- left out. It really was. What about Japanese heritage soldiers that were fighting exactly, for the United States? Exactly. You know? there, it was a melting pot of everybody who stuck together. And, and that was the one thing you're like, yeah, you know. Man, it was a rough time. Yeah. it was a rough time. We were very fortunate that we came out of it, and yep. Hitler did not get his way. But it took a while. And man. again, it took a yeah.
1: And again, there was a huge ri- uprising in the United States. Henry Ford mm-hmm. has not been remembered well for this, but there's a huge uprising where there were a lot of sympathizers to the Third. Oh Empire yes. And to the Nazi Party in the United States, yep. and they were yeah. actively and they were within a breadth of. Of breath, of actually gaining power, yeah. and uh, again these things rhyme, folks. And so it's like, yeah. if you, and you don't have to listen to me or Matt or anybody else or any anybody jammering on social media. Go
0: ahead and look up your yeah. own. Go, go find a history book. Yeah, know? it's find, all right there. Yeah, you know what? I would say that, the, like, especially during World War Two, the original influencers came. They, the, the, the World War Two, like the propagandists. Were yep. the original influencers? They Absolutely. figured out how to get into the minds of the people to uh, to mislead them. There was actually there was actually <laughs> a propagandist that was
1: working through uh, Adolf Hitler and Germany, in the Third Reich, that was in contact with congressmen. This is this is real, folks. Mm-hmm. With an American congressman that were using speeches written by this person that the congressman would actually write verbatim and send out to his constituents using the uh, money from the U S government to send postcards out to to send this kind of propaganda. So it was literally filtered through the U S congressman, but it was written by somebody connected
0: to Hitler's regime. So it was, and these, and who paid for it? The American taxpayer. Yeah, That's so, it's so crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So we're coming up on an hour. Everybody, if you want to hear the full interview, go to the real talk podcast, forge1039.com, scroll to the podcast section, Press play. It's for free. You can download it on Spotify, Pandora, Apple, iHeart, all the podcasts, all that stuff. Cesario's going to be back next week. We'll start out fresh with the new lowdown. Yep,
1: and before we go, I do want to say this. Favorite movie of the year, it's already called, from Mexico. Mm -hmm. My favorite album of the year, local album of the year, was The Magic Room by Chris Tiner and Tetsuya Nakatani. And my favorite single
0: of the year was was from The Love Cult.
1: So, uh, heaven only knows. I would
0: say... Kevin, uh, help hon- me. That's the name of the Very, album. very honorable mentions to two uh, female singers, Itze Garcia yes. and uh, Brooke Perez, Honey Music. They both release singles. They're a great singles. Go out there and find them, too. Yes. Got to give the woman some love. And also looking forward to The Disassociates, uh, their uh, local band, Bakersfield Ties, members of the band Opera, Yep. and also female singer Brie. Yep. Uh, we're going to have them on the show real soon. Very That's good. why. Yes. And, I'm, and
1: I'm hoping that Hollywood continues to make movies that doesn't have scripts, or dialogue that feel it sound like it was written by AI. Yes, honest to goodness, people. Uh, and which was, which is evident in the work that's put out.
0: Yes. Okay. So onward, let's move on. We're moving on to 2024. Enough right. 2023. Thank you, Cesario. You got it. Uh, next week, brand new lowdown. Brand new stuff. We're looking all the way to 2024. Everybody out there, go out there. Creative. Start uh, taking some chances. Let's bring some new stuff into Bakersfield. Amen. self-included. We're going to be committed to this, too. So Absolutely. we're just not speaking from like, you guys got to do this. No. Yeah. We're equally as guilty yeah. as we're coming in. We're going to come in. Where are we're going to come correct. We're in the trenches as well. All right, well. We will be right back. Go get the Real Talk podcast with more Cesario and myself. But we'll be right back. You're listening to Real Talk right here. Forge 1039 with your host, Matt Munoz and Cesario Garasa. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk podcast. If you'd like to catch Real Talk on terrestrial radio, you can catch the live broadcast every Friday from 10 a.m. to noon on Forge 103.9 FM in the Kern County area. You can also stream the show and podcast from Forge1039.com. And if that's not convenient enough, you can also follow and subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts. Technology is amazing. Thanks again.